Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. There are numerous articles out there in the mainstream media, ranging from the Wall Street Journal to Fortune Magazine, stating that we're now in a completely different market compared to the last two years in real estate. Articles then go on to assert that we cannot rely on historic data for comparable sales because market conditions have changed. On today's show, we're asking the question about whether we are truly in a new housing economy. What methods can we use to determine property value? Well, if you ask any appraiser, they'll assert that the traditional method of valuing property looks at a trio of methods. Number one, they look at comparable sales. Number two, they look at replacement cost. And number three, they look at multiples of net income. Professional appraisers look at all three of these metrics and then decide which of the three should take precedence in the specific circumstance for a subject property. If you're dealing with a commodity that can be easily compared, imagine if you have a 200-unit condo building where all the units are the same, then a statistically valid sample of recent sales would enable you to use comparable sales method pretty reliably as a measure of market value. Replacement cost is the cost of constructing the same product from scratch using current material and labor prices. And then number three, multiples of net income really applies in income properties. This is most often used in valuing income properties like apartment buildings or office buildings or storage facilities. And over the past few months, we've seen the pace of residential sales decline compared with 2021. We've also seen the number of transactions selling above asking price reduce significantly as well. Inventories have grown from the historic lows experienced in the early part of 2022. And while these inventories have grown, they're still far from pre-pandemic levels and far from representing balanced market conditions. The average number of days on market is growing in most markets. We've also seen a fall in the number of multifamily apartment building transactions in the past couple of months. On today's show, we're going to highlight what is happening on the ground. And some of what we're seeing is counterintuitive. There still is pent-up demand for home sales at the higher end. People who have been wanting to move have avoided doing so because they refuse to participate in the auction environment and they refuse to pay above market for a new home. So despite the increase in interest rates, sales at the top of the market are continuing at a brisk pace in every market that we've looked at with little impact from higher interest rates. The second thing we're seeing is that sales at the bottom of the market have dropped dramatically. In my home market of Ottawa, Canada, sales in the bottom quartile of the market have dropped 60% since the start of the year. Could be a combination of effects. There might be very little inventory at that price point, but all the experts I spoke with indicated that the interest rate-sensitive segment of the market is feeling the effects of higher borrowing costs. Curiously, sales at the top of the market are up 34% for prices above a million three. Let's look at another market that has been criticized by many industry analysts as overheated, and that's Boise, Idaho. It's a market that we're active in. Criticism is that Boise has seen much higher price growth than income growth. The thinking is that for native residents of the valley, the prices seem unsustainable. Much of that growth has been driven by people relocating from coastal markets. Compared to Silicon Valley, where the median sales price is much higher, anything in Boise looks like it's on sale. If you're relocating from Sunnyvale, where the average price is $1.8 million, Boise's a bargain. If you're coming from Santa Clara, where the average sale price is $1.6 million, Boise's a bargain. Or how about Cupertino at $2.4 million? Boise is still a bargain. Even the bargain Bay Area market of Fremont is averaging $1.55 million. Now, the Boise market is still selling briskly with an average of six days on market. That's up by one day since the start of the year. Relocations to more lifestyle-centric communities 
have put pressure on many of the surrounding communities that are dealing with hypergrowth. We've even seen some communities impose a development moratorium in order to catch their breath and handle the growth from an infrastructure perspective. I agree that investors need to be very aware of changing market conditions. You can't assume that prices will continue to rise. You probably want to underwrite your projects, assuming there's going to be a drop in demand and probably even a temporary drop in prices. But there's a difference between sales and rentals, in that a rental transaction is a cash transaction that settles every single month. No speculation about price discovery between buyer and seller, like there is in the resale market. Values in the rental market are overwhelmingly stable, and they're determined by multiples of net income, or in other words, yield on your investment. For that reason, I don't see a market change in the multifamily apartment measures. Cap rates might expand in the future as interest rates rise, but I think recent valuations don't make sense anyway, and we've largely discounted those sales transactions as being outliers. I've always believed that price discovery happens on every single transaction, and for that reason, I'm not a fan of comparable sales as a metric, partly because there's very few truly comparable properties. I reject the assertion that the valuation methods need to be thrown out because somehow the market conditions have changed. You've always had to pay close attention, make sure your comparisons are valid. That was true a year ago, a decade ago, and it's true today, and it'll be true in the future. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.